0: Everybody, welcome back to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. I am Kyle Hall, and that guy right there is the grandmaster of all things Gondic Law Speedway, Joe Steria. Am I saying it right? You got it. Steria. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like what you said because I asked, I was polite enough to ask how how do you pronounce your last name? And you said like hysteria, and so mm-hmm. that is uh that's, that's, it, and you're a promoter of a racetrack. It maybe you should just change it to hysteria. <laughs> <That> would, <laughs> some days, some days. <laughs> some days, exactly. So, um, so anyway, I alluded there, um, just a little bit, Joe. Um, you're the the promoter at Gondick Law Speedway up in Superior, Wisconsin, one of my absolute favorite tracks to go to. Um, I've only ever had one bad experience at your track, and it had nothing to do with you whatsoever. Uh, and so it was, um, Uh, we could maybe talk about that as we get into the show here, but Mm it's some, some of the best racing, always, uh, freaking amazing surface, uh, there big, long straightaways with kind of tight corners and clean. It's just a really, really great track up there.
1: Yeah, we love it. I mean, we love the surface, uh, you know, the red clay that comes, uh, that's on that surface and it's kind of a combination of butch erickson days and uh and him still helping out at times where he's got extra you know he's doing a job and he goes i had this unbelievably good red clay what you, you guys want it that And we like, can't yeah, waste yeah, yeah, <laughs> dump it over there we're gonna put it on, you know we'll, we'll put it on at one point but yeah keep bringing it because you know it's hard to find and um and yeah i mean it's just it's one of those tracks i've literally uh have only seen it uh in in, in my years there rubber you know rubber up once and that was uh two northern nationals ago and i was, and i said i tell the story of that mother nature didn't even want it to happen because it rubbered and i go oh my god it's actually rubber on the bottom you know the lap times are getting faster and like i've never seen this before and it starts sprinkling (laughs) <laughs> nice. and it was about two laps of rubber that and was then the we, end of we, that yeah we threw the caution we ran you know it just sprinkled for a little while we ran it in and it was phenomenal you know, it was great again it was great it was, again you no know, great again and uh so i could make the joke yep mother nature didn't even
0: want to see it rubber. exactly exactly <laughs> i thought you were going to say it was the fog race
1: No, 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 no. that one too. No, no, that's, uh, that was a whole nother experience.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've never been a part of a fog out before. That was pretty, And it's honestly surprising that it doesn't happen more frequently to you guys up there. You're right, not far from the lake. And if there's any kind of a temperature weirdness, it's, it's funny that it doesn't happen more often.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it, It was just very odd. And, uh, and you know, for my part, you know, we. Probably, I know we lost money that night, but I was like just trying to rush it through the heats because we didn't have any B mains, so just rush it. We probably maybe maybe shouldn't have r- raced those last two races, but I'm like, you know, if we get those two in, the drivers get paid, and I'm you know yeah. more about trying to make that happen. And then uh, the following week, it was like a promoter's dream and uh you know it was our season championship and we had 120 cars the next week because a lot you know a lot of them had to come back obviously right and then some just came that obviously didn't race the week before and uh yeah it was uh absolutely incredible uh the first season championship night too so worked out worked out good in the end
0: yeah <laughs> for sure it's it's part of i think being a good promoter is is taking bad situations and turning them around, right? Like spinning it as, as in the business world, they call it spin it pretty. And, and that's a lot of taking, taking a pile of crap and making it, making it taste good. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, for us, I I call that COVID because you know, here's a, here's something that's crazy and everybody's obviously hates the word nowadays and just you know it's all these things and for our racetrack when all the Minnesota tracks were closed that year right um you know and it, maybe towards the end they started opening up but uh you know overall we were one of the only tracks in our area that were open and uh you know, a hundred and some mile radius. And, uh, um, and we just had more and more fans and the people that, yeah. you know, the, the, the wife that used to come once a year, all of a sudden's coming every week. Now the yeah. friends that used to go you know, once or twice a year together, they're coming every Friday because there's, there's nothing else, literally nothing else to do, just, you know, that, you know, the news is there every friday night you know we get, we usually get one little thing a year now the news is there on friday you know every every friday night and and wanting to interview people and stuff because you know there's no baseball there's because no, something, you know, was on. Exactly. something was yeah. happening exactly was happening exactly So it was for us it just and then that carried forward i mean we'd you know we would always make money for the year and i always think we do pretty well but you know in a lot of cases you try to get through the whole regular season at a break even. And then, you know, you're going to make some money on Northern nationals and things will be okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, we're actually, we actually can make money on a normal
0: night now. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. With all this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it's been nice because we've been able to push more things, you know, and, and and add more things to our, uh, you know, for some capital expenditures and getting sure. more equipment and trying to just trying to improving. do better with it, improving yeah. it. Exactly. And that's yeah. our goal is is that our track is just try to every year, try to do something that just improves the track between our lighting projects we've had. We're on our fourth and last one this year, a brand new scoreboard a couple of years ago. Um, the, the paint, even little things like even the back yeah. wall where it says Gondek speedway. I mean, that one little thing spruced up. I thought just, you know, that when you look at the backstretch, the, i love that
0: yeah, yeah you know it's th- little things like that and it uh, makes it feel yep. speedway like you know yep. like when you, if you watch on television and you, it says bristol motor speedway on the wall it says daytona international speedway on the wall it says talladega whatever every track on the wall it has the race name and it it it, it makes it speedway like to me i don't know i love that kind of look to it
1: Yep, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, and then of course the the backstretch ever since uh, COVID too. I mean that's like the place to be i mean everyone wants to be on that backstretch we get yeah. calls all the time it's it's kind of like i say it's like green bay packers season tickets there's a long waiting list for it and when You're people call get thinking, to yeah path. yeah you, you, got, you got anything available there this next weekend uh no and probably not for the next 20 years yeah. <laughs> you know because yeah. Hope. yeah hopefully yep yeah it's, the, you know, it's kind of the place to be on friday nights
0: uh for the people
1: that like to you know barbecue drink some yep. beer and kind of bring it in themselves and uh yeah it's good it's good deal so it's uh yeah it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah for sure so okay so let's learn about Joe a little bit is what what do you do like are you are you just the promoter or do you have a job outside of racing?
1: Yeah so um crash carlson gus omenson and myself own um the rights to the uh you know the the lease and everything on the speedway over in superior so we okay. basically own the you know we own the own the speedway if you will and uh yeah. Um, so, and then I'm the, I'm the promoter and, uh, Gus is the uh, treasurer and crashes the, uh, <laughs> everything else in between, right. Exactly. The equipment guy, the co-promoter at times, like getting sponsors with me. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a uh, lot of different things, uh, but so the three of us own it and I'm the promoter, um, outside of that. Yes. I, uh, um, I own, uh, I'm part owner of, um, superior fuel company in okay. Minnesota, Wisconsin. And, uh, so we do uh, propane and fuel oil to all over nice. uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And then we have three locations in, uh, which is Vero Beach, Florida, um, and uh, Palm City, Florida, and Stewart, Florida. So a uh, combination of both of those that uh, that we own. And my wife owns a day spa in Duluth, uh, so that keeps her busy. And, uh, and I've had a tax business where I do corporate and uh, part LLC taxes. Gosh, for what
0: in the world? Long,
1: long time, long time. I love, I love doing taxes. Uh, yeah, I really probably Saturday and Sunday, I, I grinded out about 35 hours in my office. At
0: home oh, my and goodness. I,
1: and, I, and I even told my clients, like, you think I'd be like, why in the heck do I do this stuff? And, uh, I don't. I mean, I just sit there the whole time and I just, I, I love doing taxes. Just, and, lo- uh, just love numbers
0: and yeah. the organization and the, the people, to me, people that love numbers are they like black and white things like it there's there's a definiteness to numbers to math it is what it is yeah it is it is uh that's interesting so you're you're um slightly busy Especially right now. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, March 15th yeah. is tomorrow and that's the corporate deadline. So uh, I'm leaving for vacation uh, tomorrow morning, actually. I've pretty well done. <laughs> Anybody else uh, that gave it to me late is getting extensions, but uh, my wife and I are going to go on a little vacation. Uh, Good dem- for you, man. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, do. I noticed your other locations aren't in somewhere else that's cold. No, no, I yeah. wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a, a, a strategy to that. I'm sure that the other locations aren't in, you know, upstate New York or anything like that. There's uh let's, when, when we go to the other locations, it's going to be a warm weather location.
1: Yep. Yep. It's yep. uh they, they've been that way for a long time and uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to
0: get away and do some work yeah. down there when you need to. And um, yeah, it's been really good. Nice. Nice. So. Um, and so how long have you been, have, have you been owner promoter the whole time that you've been the owner or like talk, walk us through that. Like when, when did all that happen where you became promoter owner, all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah. So, um, to kind of go way back, I really never been to a, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that, uh, grew up you know, watching Superior Speedway uh racing their whole life. Yeah. To be honest, I it's honestly I eight, my
0: next question. So you're ahead, yeah, like,
1: yeah. but that's perfect. It kind of be the timeline of I was eighteen years old my first ever race. I was eighteen. I got a job for the summer before college working at the uh warehouse that my dad worked at and they were a grocery um wholesaler so they would delivered to all the grocery stores in the, in the big, you know, bigger area, if you will. And, um, Steve Rosine's dad worked there, Don. And so Steve was working there also. And I was working there as kind of like summer help and he raced. So I went to like one race with some guys from work there in, uh, would have been 1989. And then, uh, never, uh, never stepped foot in a racetrack ever again until my wife and I met in 2001. And, um, like in the winter. And, uh, I guess it was, and then that summer, her family used to go to Proctor every Sunday night, a lot of Sunday nights. And so she, Hey, want to go to the races? And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And then we, that was it. I've, you know, after about two, three races and, you know, just betting on cars and starting to learn who the good ones were and, you know, and, uh, you just kind of, yeah, kind of just started really loving it. And by the next year, we're going to imitationals and superior and doing all that. And, um, started, started sponsoring like Tim McMahon and Kelly Estee. uh, met Kelly Estee uh, like probably 2002. And, you know, he's been one of my best friends for, whatever it's been you know 20 20 years now been sponsoring for a long long time and his kids and and many other drivers and uh yeah so it just became kind of a passion and then 2006 my wife and i started the coma mod series and um we had that for six years and um got that to a pretty big uh modified series in our area that did uh raced at superior hibbing proctor ashland and then the last two or three years we added at ogilvy yeah. and um yeah and that was uh that was uh, fun chasing that around mm-hmm. um my daughter started playing more competitive softball all over the united states at 12 years old and that was the final year like i will miss too much softball and uh i've missed uh i could say i missed four games out of probably 1300 her whole life and uh wow. i just wasn't going to do that so we kind of we got rid of the mod series and um yeah, that was so that was like two thousand twelve and uh um and then at that time we had superior speedway,, you know, we had, we had the speedway also, which at that yep. time was amsoil Speedway, uh us three. so to answer your question in the roundabout way was that we got that in two thousand and eleven and uh um, so it's pretty much the same ownership group. so we owned it right from the beginning like that, and I was the um the promoter. um but uh in a lot of cases, had a lot of help in those first, like yeah. probably seven years because I was, you know, for the, pretty much the month of June and July, I was flying all over with my daughter playing softball. And, uh, sure. and so we had other, other people doing stuff on, you know, Friday nights and stuff. And then now that, uh, that's, uh, she, she's in, playing college softball. So you, it doesn't conflict at all with our race season. And, um, uh, now, um, like I do the race director duties and things like that where I'm oh, more of a, yeah, more of that part of it. Also, I'm the race director there and, uh, um, and do all of that now. And, uh, yeah. And my wife, um, she, uh, our ownership group, we kept losing money in the concession stands. She kept, uh, they kept tell Jody we want her to work for us. And my wife's, uh, entrepreneur also and yeah. uh you're like yeah no I'll, I'll lease it from you but i'm not gonna you know i'm work not gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna work there i'm not gonna work there for you know bust my butt for you know whatever uh whatever salary it is and right. uh She's so one year we finally lost enough one year and we said if we lease it to her, we're going to make what we lost plus the lease. So let's just do it. And she, uh, yeah, she works her butt off at it and she kind of rebranded it Jojo's grab and go. And, um, Perfect. yeah, so she's, uh, she's been doing that for probably six, uh, I think it's probably her or six year at the track doing that now and um yeah, our food's excellent there and she, yeah, she, it she does sure a really, really is, nice yeah. job and uh and she puts a lot of heart and soul into it with her friday night specials and just trying to be different you know and it's to be a good different. flow that's
0: what that's what yeah. i appreciate about it is if you get like you always pick the class that you that you care about the least right yep, yep. And, and i'm gonna go get a hamburger or whatever it is and in a lot of times at your track you can miss A heat race or if there's a caution you miss three laps of a race kind of thing because you can go down it flows in and out and you're back up in the grandstands pretty quickly and that's that's appreciated for sure
1: yeah yeah that and that was she saw what was going on too with the, like you know just having young college kids there and a cash register and kids that might be you know maybe work three times a year sometimes right. and they're exactly. you know looking behind them three dollars <laughs> yeah then you know and doing this and so we bought ipads right away and it's just like boom, boom, bing, boom bing 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 and yeah and we did all that and i just remember our first northern nationals like go back and I said oh, all right honey here's here's like the best northern nationals we ever had for a two-day two-day deal and it was our first one and i said, you should do better because I mean you do have it way more streamlined and things are better. And I think she was like a thousand dollars away from the two-day night on
0: Friday night. On the one, on, you know, one on the one night, night. Yeah. the one night. Yeah. I'm yeah. like,
1: yeah, you're doing pretty good here. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll, we'll keep you on, honey. <laughs> we'll keep you going. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. So awesome. Yeah, so she loves that. So yeah. So that's kind of our story on how we got into racing and uh where we're at. And yeah,
0: that's pretty. It's. It's neat because it was it was gonna be it was like how you know where did the love of racing come from and so you you answered all of that questions right in that that <laughs> essentially it was your date night like you and yeah. and, and your wife it, were you married at the time no no no, no started dating, dating yeah and yeah. It, it became like your date night thing to go to the races which is awesome there's I I, I know personally dozens of people that that is kind of how their, their court, courtship was at, was, you know, eating dirt and, and, yep. you know, being dirty every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, whatever it was kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's racetracks are, are great date nights. Like they're, they're I, I would like to see more people at all of the racetracks, just holding hands in the grandstands or sharing nachos, whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> like, I don't know, but, um, so as the promoter, you've done it now, so that's a decade, right, Like you've yep. been the promoter. What is – what's the crappiest – like what's the hardest part about being promoter?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, easily – social media <laughs> at times yeah you know? i yeah. mean there, there's always that you know i try to that's that's the, that's the best part and the worst part isn't it it is it yeah. is 100 you yeah. know you do so much promoting on it and then it can be the you know it's so easy for someone to get behind a keyboard and start typing something and they don't know all the facts or they right. always want to say something and uh so that you know that and you know i am gotten tougher skin over the years because you have to if you don't and sure. you know and I kind of feel if I react to something like it's finally like the last straw and I can't handle it anymore. And it yeah. just is, is what it is. It's gonna be. And uh you know, because um overall it's uh you know all of us work our as much as possible anyway i'm not I'm, yeah i'm not saying we're you know the three of us you know we all have jobs and stuff so i'm not saying that we're three retired guys or three guys that this is our livelihood and we put our heart and soul in every minute in the we have in the day like some track promoters and owners yeah. do you know but i you know but we we put our heart and soul in it still and uh right. you know and so we you know we try really hard to do what's best for the racer and uh you know so um so that's easily the hardest um you know altercations you know if you will i mean it's like you know you get you get to be friends with a lot of people too so yeah you know and all of a sudden you know so-and-so punched so-and-so in the pits and you're like oh man i gotta go figure that out and you, right. know, and, you know and one person's way one track's way of doing it is way different than another's, you know, someone with soda suspensions and think you're crazy for not doing something like that. And I want drivers back next week. And right. I might find them in house. So a, we keep the money, not with soda <laughs> and, B, and B, you know, it's just like, yeah, you're going to come here next week, you know, cause we're not going to, you know, and this won't happen again. And if it right. does, then we'll take it to the next level. But, uh, so there's always that it's, um, you know, those things are difficult and, uh, obviously, the crappy weather days where should I race? Shouldn't I race? Yeah. Should we yeah. cancel early so people can go elsewhere? You know, if you cancel early, uh, you know, people are mad because, ah, oh, it's supposed to be nice by five. Yeah. And you it's, know, it's and,
0: the surefire way to make sure that the weather is good at seven o'clock on Friday night is to cancel at noon. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I kid around with my track prep guy, Dave, because he would laugh at this too, because, you know, just to put it out there he gets paid full price if we race and he gets paid half if he doesn't because he does track prep during the week you know so Dave what's it like oh it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome Joe it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great yeah until the first 20-foot run <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly exactly are you sure this this lightning that's coming down over turn one isn't nothing no no keep going yeah
1: yeah yeah last yeah. year I finally said it I, if it's a rut fest tonight, because you're telling me this, if it's a rut fest, you're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna no. be honest with me. You're gonna so you're gonna go from half to zero if we don't race here, and uh, or if we race and it's bad, you know, you're gonna go from full to zero, or you yeah. can take half and tell me what you really think. But uh, no, but he's but he's the glue that holds that track uh, prep together, and he's and it's uh, always glorious yeah, that that yep. track
0: I you know i don't get up there as often as i want because it's it's a two and a half hour drive on a friday i would get there after you guys start but i i watch almost every friday night on dirt race central and the track is flawless the track is always beautiful and so there's it's if if that's the guy that's making it beautiful for you the, you need to to give him a raise because he's awesome
1: yep yep no dave uh dave does really well uh with the track and then his um He ends up working kind of late on Fridays, a little later than what he had been. Um, And his son Dave Androsky Jr. um, has always helped him. But then the last couple years, he really has been able to dial it in. So I I mean, before I'd be like, "You're not getting here till five o'clock." What do you mean? You're not getting here till five? And now it's like, "Yep, Dave's here." Yep, David David's gonna be here at eleven. Yep, we're good.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> so between no, the two of perfect. them, they got
1: it dialed in and uh, you know, they understand what needs what needs to happen during the week. And uh and you know it's red clay and you know, it doesn't it doesn't always need a whole bunch either. I mean with our equipment we have now, it doesn't always need to be, you know, people be like, Oh, you know, he's not out there on Monday and Tuesday or not doing this. It's like he's got, to a, he's got d he's got a dumb pat, you know, you yep. know, and of course some of those guys, that's probably the other thing that uh you know bugs me sometimes is the when I think it's like the track is just perfect and people like, uh, you know, people want to berm and they want to hammer on it and they want <laughs> something that's wet and, you know, they want to, they want to wet, follow the leader track. And, you know, in my case, that's why I always think it is. It's like, I like that dry slick. Yeah. You know, two, three wide racing and we can get three wide so easy there. And uh, versus that hammer down, you know, nobody likes that. Like yep. it's,
0: Is it fun to watch somebody going really, really fast? Yes the racing is crap. Like Usually. it's when it's, when it's just everybody's fast and there's, yep. there's, I'm not going to say no skill, but less skill needed, let's say uh, yep. in, in when everybody has ultimate traction and it's just, it's who's got the biggest motor and who's got the best tires tonight. It's not fun to watch. It's certainly not as an announcer. It's not fun to announce. It's like side by side like you say where you have to set guys up and there's a little slick and there's some technicality to the racetrack i think even drivers like that better most drivers like that better because there's some skill to drive it you know you can come from the fifth row to win a race whereas on a hammer down track that you're not that's not happening
1: no no that's not and uh and we've had so much of that over the years of uh you know people coming from w- even you know way farther back than that you know i yeah. can think of uh you know some of the daryl nelson nights and jody Belfi nights of starting 17th 18th and also yeah. like holy crap they're at third already you know they're yeah. you know up to third and then you can you know have some good jody Belfi dave kane battles where you sure. know i see dave pull- dave you know pulls out and he's pretty you know we got a pretty good lead and then also you can just start seeing it you know point you know 1.1 0.9 0.7 and (laughs) those
0: will happen and like you know i usually have an ipad in front of me with with live timing on it and and you you sort of mentally as you as you did the lineup you're like oh there's a fast guy in the back and so you might check that like oh we're going to check on him on lap 15 of 20 and see where he's at kind of a thing and then, like you say, like six laps in, you look down at your live timing and you're like, oh, something's screwed up. And you look up like, how the hell is he there already? Like, yep, yep. like, that's like, just incredible. And, and then you check your lineup. Yeah. He started, you know, 10th <laughs> row outside. He started 20th and he's already in fifth or seventh or something yeah. like that. And you're like, I got to go back and watch this race and hope to hell. They caught the back of the pack where he came through to see how that worked. But it's, Sometimes that's how it's just the luck of how, if you chose the right lane, you're going to get through there fast. And if you chose the wrong lane, it's a not going to be your night kind of a thing. So Right,
1: right. Yep. No, and I've seen, I mean, I've seen so many good races at like, even like Alexandria, you know, a good, good example. Like when Chris always had the uh, Mod Nationals there yeah. on 4th of July week and you could just see the all of a sudden the guys that could stick the bottom super well, you know, and then, you know, there'd only be three, four cars down there only. So those ones, you can just see them coming and coming and coming. Yep. Yeah. Cause they're, they're, you know, you're, you're where nobody else is. And that's, uh you know, cause obviously even on dry slicking it can get to be followed the leader if you just follow the leader if so you, just you know the yeah yep, so you gotta search you gotta chase around and those are the guys that uh you know that obviously do real well at our track too is the guys that uh have a setup where it's not you know because there are some guys that seems like if they're not way up on top they're not as good or if they're not you know there's bottom feeder guys where if they're yeah. not on the bottom they're not as you know then they're not as good on top but the guys that can really search and get through that middle really the guys don't so wear the really well
0: yeah yep. yep exactly are the ones that can be da- very dangerous come feature time at our track for sure I grew up, uh, announcing motocross. It, I grew up as an announcer, uh, doing motocross. And the, the, the saying is that if, if you go into a corner in the same rut as the guy in front of you and he crashes, you crashed as well. And, <laughs> nope. and, uh, that they, they, you can't pass if you're in the same rut and it's the same thing in dirt. It's the same thing in racing period that you, you can't, you can't pass if you're, if you, if your bumper and his bumper are touching each other, no one's, nothing's gonna change. <laughs> And so you have to go to the outside or to the inside, or like you say, to the middle or slide somebody or whatever it is. And, and that's, there's a, there's a huge difference between being good at that and not being good at that. And, and, but the only way to get good at it is to go be bad at it for a while, you know? Yeah. And so, however,
1: there you're, you're kind of wrong because I was watching the, uh, a race this weekend between ashton winger and gr smith and uh they were bumper to bumper and did some passing made some <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well you can do it and hurt some feelings going back to that other conversation about the the fisticuffs that's happening yeah, in the yeah some of that happens but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Scary. that's funny um okay so what is we we talked about the hardest thing uh the the worst part is what it, what is the most rewarding part because I would imagine there's some things about being the promoter at a track where you feel super proud of yourself or there's what what is it about being a promoter that is the best part
1: yeah and I would I would call it twofold because I would say the the best part as far as being promoter um is going to be when you put on a big event and a ton of fans come a ton of cars come um our our last weekend I mean we were the only for what we we could gauge and we can see we have uh six different uh six different classes and um we had full with soda points for all six classes our our final our, our season cool. uh, finale yeah. and no one else had if maybe I think there's one that had three and um but but you know we, we had a hundred and whatever it was 40 some cars and six right. classes it's just
0: uh you know so and that's it's cool when it all comes together so that everybody yep. got max points yeah.
1: Yep, exactly, and everybody got max points, and and, you know it's always you just don't see max points in every class for every single class at a racetrack on a Friday, on a regular on a regular night. So things like that, and obviously having a Northern Nationals that's successful and seeing you know more or less uh, you know Thunder Bay South come to town, and you know every every person in Thunder Bay wants to be at our track, and we're you know we got a hundred and seventy five you know in two thousand eleven we literally had forty campers at Northern Nationals, our first yeah, year. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of what they did. That's, you know, they had Friday night was all the classes, like three, four classes. And then they all left. Saturday night, three, four different classes and they're done. And now, I mean, it wasn't probably four or five years later we had it up to 150 but now it's like on a good northern nationals where there's no rain and everything else is good and no covid you know right. it's 100, 170 to 185 uh yeah. campers and, and and three quarters of them are, nor- are from thunder bay
0: our canada yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we're
1: canada so it's really cool so that now my second answer is truly when i feel the best and that's exactly what you're saying when you have three wide racing and you do, you know, the lead swaps five times and yeah. seven laps and the winner comes across on a last second, you know, a last lap, uh, pass or right. something like that. Out drag race to the line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Where you say, this is my freaking track. You know, this is what we did that, yeah. and, you know, and our guys did that. And that's a, that's an awesome track and, uh, there's nothing better. And that's unfortunately, you know, you can kind of control and do things to promote and make more people come and get more drivers and stuff like that. You know, you can't really control, you know, I, I, our best super race this year was one of the best I've ever seen. Shane Zabraski wasn't there. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Probably helped it out a little bit. Maybe, I was just going to say that <laughs> might know?
0: be why it was the best yeah. race. You yeah, yeah. yeah, So it
1: had been the best second place race, maybe, you know, yeah. but it wasn't, it was the best, uh, it leads, to, you know, it swaps so many times and it was just, it was, it was great. So, can I control that? Shane's not going to be there some nights, and um you know, and we've had good races with others against Shane too. Don't yeah. get me wrong, he doesn't, but but overall, there's in that super, he's just so darn good. He's he so is. darn good that yeah. uh you know sometimes you lose that you know that good race when he's there. And right. uh, that night was awesome, and and we've had so many races like that where I you know get on the headset right away. And Dave, unreal buddy, you know that's you know it's just like making sure those guys understand uh you know because they love it too, you know, it's and they real you know, too. We, yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. Great racing is great racing, whether you're a spectator, uh, an announcer, I, I get, I've been told too into a great race as an announcer, but I'm a fan first, man. Like I get excited about racing as a promoter, a track guy. Like it it means there's more excitement, more good energy happening. Everyone's excited and, and frequently, you you have a, a a three wide swapping back and forth thing. All three drivers get out and high five each other. The even the guy that got third and he was two hundredths of a second away from getting first, he's excited because man, that was a freaking awesome race, you know. And I got third, yeah. yeah. So it's great racing. Is great racing. Is great racing
1: yep yep exactly yeah. And if, yeah, if you're, when you're listening to uh, Dirt Race Central uh, you definitely hear me in the background if you're listening enough uh, you know saying stuff because I'm usually the one rooting for that second you know I, I'm not a, I'm not the second place uh, whoever it is I'm not their biggest fan by any means but that night I kind of am because yeah. as they're as they're getting the 0. 0.9 0. 0.7 0. Yeah. 0.5 come on come on you know and then you know okay not too fast now you know let's, let's get down about three <laughs> laps to go and let's make this you know unbelievable let's that's, make this exciting yeah, exactly, exactly. Because like, that's what brings people back too, you know, and people people get excited about that stuff. And uh and then you always have the one fan that says, eh, it wasn't fast enough for me. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> BIR is right down here in yeah. Those guys are going 330 miles an hour. That'll be fast. Now it's yeah. only for three and a half seconds, but that'll be faster for you. So yeah, yeah. Um okay. So what is and I would imagine it's one of those things that you just mentioned, is what what's the best in the decade that you've been part of the racetrack? what what's your what's the most fondest memory and, and does it even have to do with racing
1: oh boy uh fondest memory probably is going to be uh you know there's
0: hard to pick one them. i'm sure
1: it, it is over time but i mean you know just probably this year um <laughs> You, you, you know, watching all you know, we always had some World of Outlaws shows in the last few years, and uh, this year we switched to this last year we switched to XR. Mm-hmm. And um, my you know good friend Barry that was helped me out in the COA mod series. That's where we met. He did a bunch of videotaping, and I kind of always say I you know, and he does too. I you know, you kind of got him going because he had a Sony hand cam and did a whole bunch <laughs> of stuff for the mod series. Next year he's got this full fledged uh, high def cam, and he's doing a all, all of our a ten uh, show episode yeah. show with our drivers. And then next year he's at East Bay doing streaming and I'm like, right. you know, we're, you know, so, but anyway um, you know, so my fondest memory of, you know, really of coma mod series stuff is just uh, it was a lot of that. Just we had so many cool races and met so many good people. And my wife and I are still friends with so many people from that. And um, but as far as promoting at the, at the speedway it would be, like our XR race last year to see all those big haulers come in for two yeah. days and the guys that, you know, we never had really, you know, we had good names there. Don't get me wrong, you know, but never, never like that where you know, a Davenport pulls it's in a Marler pulls names. in yeah. the biggest names. And then, and then they're there a day early and uh, get to, you know, just get to know guys, which is fun. And, um, and then the ones that came on Sunday to see that we had a fair on they're racing on Monday and there's a demolition derby on our front stretch to see their face. And I'm like, "Ah, eh, you know, it'll, our guys clean up real well. Don't worry about it. You yeah, know, exactly. they're, they're thinking what the heck is going on here. But, um, but, yeah, so th- that's probably, my, <laughs> probably one of my fondest memories just uh, just because we had such the big names there. And, uh, and again, it's just, you know, it's like kind of like working hard forever to be able to try to bring something bigger there, you know, and something right, yeah. that people can say. And especially with our day and age right now, you know, maybe 10 years ago, that wouldn't have meant so much to so many people. But with COVID – you know the streaming became. i mean who doesn't have
0: right everybody who, who doesn't have
1: that. flow you know who doesn't watch yeah. dirt race central stuff who doesn't have uh the xr subscriptions who doesn't have uh world of outlaw you know yeah, dirt vision everybody's I mean, got like, a
0: couple of them someone's
1: got a couple of them one way shape or form or a way to get on them and uh and and yeah it's just i mean we all watch so much more racing than we ever have before so I think there's you know those guys.
0: I honestly um i've i've watched a couple deals literally in the last couple of days with uh, Davenport, J- Jonathan Davenport is running the, the cup series. They, they pulling him out of a dirt late model and putting him in a cup car to go race, you know, the dirt, the dirt race at Bristol. Yep. And, and they asked Kyle Larson, like, is this, is this a little dog and pony kind of thing? Or does, is the guy for real? And he's like, he equated it back to dirt guys are racer. Like, they're never going to get You know, when, when they're pulling these formula one guys in to, to, to race these one-off, you know, circuit of the America NASCAR race or whatever, it's a formula one guy, of course, they're going to get the publicity and that sort of stuff, but dirt race guys are the best drivers and Kyle Larson of all people, NASCAR cup champion. And, and again, during COVID when he had all of his suspension and all that other stuff, he came in and started racing sprint cars and kicking everyone's ass. The second time he ever got in a late model, he'd never slid through the window of a late model. And the second, I think the first night he, he put it on the pin qualifying and the second time he ever got in the car, he won. And how do you do that in a late model? You can't do that in a late model. It's impossible. And, and so he, if that guy is kind of putting a spotlight on dirt track racing with the asphalt guys, I think there's more eyes on dirt track racing right now with Eldora being Tony Stewart's deal and dirt on Bristol Motor Speedway there's there's more people looking at dirt racing going that's pretty cool too you know like they it's not all about asphalt guys
1: yep no for sure for sure and as you say that the one thing I think of is exactly where I was going back to was I watched Kyle Larson win his first late model race 10 years ago, you couldn't say, you know, probably seven years ago, you couldn't say that, like, no. that, you know, you, you were never going to see a, a normal, you know, a regular, you know, maybe a bigger show sometimes, but overall, you, you know, you saw speed weeks and you saw a few right. things, but you didn't see those things that often. And uh, yeah, yeah, so you know, the to watch uh, that stuff
0: <laughs> prelude to the dream was this, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the only time that were, you know, whatever that was 10, 12, maybe 15 years, I don't know how long ago that was, but it was you know, the, the cup guys doing an exhibition. It wasn't even a real race, you know, in, in late models and they did it one time and they were done. And then I think a bunch of them kind of fell in love with that. And we're like, I think some of them still do it, you know? And so, uh, yeah, it's, there's, so my fondest memory of, of your racetrack is, uh, maybe two years ago is, uh, Tyler Peterson, Shane Sabraski are literally (laughs) one point apart for the national championship Mm -hmm. when the green flag fell the only way shane could win it was to get first place uh in the race like no matter what tyler did he he couldn't affect it whatsoever shane could win or lose but only if he won the race and um and shane got second in the race and lost the championship by one point i interviewed tyler on on after the checkers here after that and i'm like what is what's going through your head as as you're as you're going through that race and he said i wasn't i wasn't racing that race i was watching that race and i'm like <laughs> no i was there you were definitely in the race and he goes yeah yeah i was in the race but as i would go down the front stretch i would look down the back stretch and make sure shane was in second <laughs> and he goes i got if you if you watch i got like 12th or 13th place in the in the race because I was watching the race, like I was like go down the back stretch, look over at the front stretch, and then see where the race was happening, and to know whether I was going to win or lose the championship. And so it was uh, talking to Tyler afterwards, and just how heartbroken Shane must have been, and and to be that close but that far away, kind of thing, all at the same time. So it's uh, it's crazy when you when it comes down to that because he didn't. Shane didn't lose it that night. There was there was an opportunity for one more point all season long, right? And so it was. Uh, it's it's crazy how that stuff works, but yeah, yep, um, no doubt about it. Okay, so we've talked all about the good, the bad, and the ugly about being a race car promoter, a race track promoter. One to ten, there's there's some 16 year old kid watching this race. They're watching this show right now. Uh, give us a one to 10. Do you recommend being a racetrack promoter? One is absolutely not 10 is of, yeah, it's, it's your dream job.
1: Yeah. I think it's shoot. I think it should be every kid's dream job to be able to, uh, you know, be there on a Friday night and, you know, be able to talk to drivers, talk to fans, talk to sponsors, you know, and just, you know, just basically mingle through and be able to, uh, you know, just kind of be that uh, that person that can uh, you know make things happen or change things do it for a positive or you know you have so so much you can do because you can you can make many changes you can you know things and and, and as much as I say earlier like social media and stuff I I take so much to heart as far as the you know because I'm very proud of what we do there and very proud of what I do there and so I've literally made changes from people's suggestions i mean i i I don't i'm not one of those type of people that think that they know everything and people will always give me advice as to hey you should do it this way and of course sometimes it's like you you don't understand it all and because there's a lot more of the economics and things that go behind the scenes that you got to watch out for but overall i try to take as much info in you know and uh you know and even you know the brainstorming sessions like We were talking before we got on the on the call is that uh like chris steppen and i i mean you know we talk to each other a lot and i'm always trying to get information like not get information from because it's not like that but it's like ask questions to like what would you do in this situation so i can understand it better so i can maybe do something better next time or what would you do in this in this scenario and um yeah it was just uh yeah this has been fun and yeah so what i do what i uh, suggested heck yeah i mean that's uh you know it's, it's an awesome uh it's an awesome deal 95% of the time, you know, and, yep. um, yep. you know, just have a good head on your shoulders. I think it's a big thing. And, uh, and, you know, being smart with money, I think helps. And that's, uh, you know, that's something I've been doing my whole life. So at least, right. uh, I understand that part of it. And, uh, cause some things, yeah, some things on the surface look like, why would not they do this? And it's like economically, you don't understand that, you, you know, is that, that part way, of yeah. it and you have to, and you got to do this
0: way. And, um, but overall, heck yeah, it's a good ride. That's I, 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 when you say just being, getting to mingle through the pits and you get to meet Jonathan Davenport and you get to go meet Mike Marler and you get to meet Shane Sebrasky and you get to be friends with Kelly Estee, and like you get to meet I feel exactly the same way about being the announcer at my track is it it gives you access to where you can go knock on the back of the trailer and walk into someone's trailer and a I think a normal fan can't shouldn't ever do that whereas it whereas somebody that like you know i'm sure you're welcome in every single trailer that pulls into the pits in superior yep. it, it, i feel the same way for the most part about being the announcer and going down and getting the little hey tell me a story about this or that and, that, and then that translates into being a better announcer uh, i think anyways and so it yeah there's there's nothing like being being the behind the scenes people at a racetrack there's I it's I am so grateful and blessed to be a behind the scenes guy at a racetrack on a weekly basis and then get to do this show as well I feel the same way about this show that I get to talk to you like where where I I don't get to have an hour with you ever at a racetrack or or like we're not friends enough to where we're gonna go sit down Mm. at a restaurant or whatever kind of thing and that's what I love this show for that reason as well is it's is it's I feel like I represent the fan that wants to talk to Joe Steria about racing at Gondik Las Speedway. And I'm, I hope I get to answer, ask the same questions that they would be asking kind of a thing. So.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. that's, that, that is great. And and also to add on to this. So A, I, it, it, we asked the question. So it's a 10, first of all, I didn't mention that. It's a 10, do it. If, you, do it if you can, yeah. if you're say, if you're 16 years old, have that dream, you know, cause it's a, you know, but also if you're 16 years old and you want to go race a car, have that dream even that. more, you know, we yeah. need, we need those guys too. And, uh, and, you know, especially, and, uh, and then you'll learn more about it too on top of it. So you can always become something like, you know, like that later on. Um, but as you're saying about meeting people, uh, during the COVID year, it was also the year that, um, uh, my daughter started playing college softball instead of, uh, so I was, I was, th- that was like the first summer I was really there more often because sure. I had to take June and July off a lot of summers for Friday nights uh, um, because of that, because traveling with her. And um, so, so with the, the COVID year, so we had a lot of different things going on, but meeting all those young hornet drivers was like the highlight of my highlight of my summer and it still is i still i still i love talking with the the young hornet some yes. some are peer stock drivers now some yep. some starting peer stock and they're young but those i love talking to the 13 14 15 16 year old kids that uh that come on board some of them play high school sports i coach right. high school softball at superior and uh i'm one of the assistants and uh so i'm at i'm at the school a lot and so to see a carson seems, cutler uh yeah a Jack Reward, you know, those type of kids that play football, play, you know, play basketball, play hockey, or, you know, to see Carson score a goal to get to the, you know, to get to the next game at uh, in the state playoffs or yeah. something like that. It's like, man, I talk to that kid all the time. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, here you're, uh, you know, 51 years old and you're think it's cool to talk to a 16, 17 year old kid. You get kid, to hang but, out with sixteen year old drivers. Yeah. Yeah. 16 yeah. year old, 17 year old kids, but shoot. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, great conversation and uh and you'll you know and you learn a lot from the young kids and uh and i yeah i just i really just like uh talking to everybody and uh you know anyone
0: that knows me is, knows that i can uh i can talk <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's i'm never accused of being real quiet either and so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if, and if you make me quiet there's something monumental has happened just now so <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, okay so we do this thing on the show uh you you said that you watch the show frequently and so uh, we do this thing on the show. There's a couple different, as I call them, toy department things. We get to, we get to know Joe first, and then we do the the fun stuff. And the first thing that we do is always called the your MTH.com rapid fire questions. And it's five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. Some. Uh, yeah. One, one of yours has to do with racing and four of them have nothing to do with racing whatsoever. Mm. And so, <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't even say that because it, a couple of them, you could might have some racing connections. And so that's yeah. the fun part about these questions as I see it, is there, how do people take these questions and where do they go with the answers? But it's all brought to you by uh, your MTH.com, which is Minnesota Trek headquarters, a, a massive, huge supporter of dirt track racing throughout Minnesota. And, and I guess it'd be Western uh, Wisconsin as well. Uh, go to that website, your MTH.com stands for Minnesota truck headquarters. They've got five locations now throughout Minnesota. And I would, I would imagine he would be completely open to expanding over there into the cheese state as well uh, (laughs) and and seeing what's going on over there. But uh, every amazing, like customized trucks, cars, commercial vehicles, whatever you need, they have and can get for you. So your MTH.com. First question is, uh, what is your favorite non-Gondik-Law Speedway racetrack? Because you're, of course, going to say your own racetrack. And that's against Yeah. Rules. yeah. What is your favorite racetrack? Whether it's watch.tv, <laughs> cup track, dirt track, road course, ice race track. What's, <laughs> what's your favorite either that you've been to or that that's maybe on the bucket list to get to?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go with what, I mean, I've watched so many races at so many tracks on streaming, so I'm just going to go with the one that I go to, and I got to say that, yeah, I mean, like, USA National Cedar Lake is, it's hard to beat, I mean, it's, it's just, hard uh, it's Lake, hard to beat yeah. Cedar Lake, and it's awesome there, and
0: uh yeah, it's just, uh, I got to go Cedar Lake. Yep, nope, that's, that's, it's good, it's very political but also very true <laughs> exactly <laughs> i've been good friends with the
1: kaufmans for many years so I don't, I don't get involved with that uh that type of stuff so it works out perfect for me yeah
0: no that they're, <laughs> that's a great track so yep um question number two is where is the best place that you've ever eaten 50 you said you're 51 years old where is the best place to eat in those 51 years 51 years um
1: oh gosh council oak steakhouse Fort Lauderdale. And uh, it's at the Hard Rock Casino.
0: Okay. In in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yep. That's pretty good. Mine would be uh, I, I a long time ago got to travel a little bit for a job that I had and I found myself in Brazil, way in the southern part of Brazil. And we went into a restaurant that sat 35 people. And, and there was 35 people in our group. Like we literally had the whole restaurant to ourselves and restaurant is a that's it's using the word restaurant, pretty liberal. Uh, It was, it was, it was a no windows in it, no doors, kitchen in the back, a bunch of tables (laughs) out front. And, and I, they might've killed the cow so that we could eat it. It was that amazing. <laughs> it was like the, the it still had a pulse that that animal did when we were eating. It was so amazing. And then the Atlantic Ocean was a hundred yards from us. It was, it was just the setting and the food was incredible. And so, yeah, it was that, that would be mine. Nice. But, uh, favorite wintertime activity?
1: Oh, favorite wintertime activity is going to be.
0: streaming yeah Yeah. i
1: mean yeah yeah i mean you know yeah wait hoping that there's a race on that we can watch during the week but uh you know i'm a big nfl guy and big college football guy and uh you know we have season tickets to the vikings so
0: i get to go decent amounts so i mean vikings football that was literally going to be my follow-up question is like man you you are literally walking the tightrope between the good guys and the bad guys so which which way do you lean but you, yeah. you told us there. So, so I'm a
1: Viking, I'm a Viking guy. So high five you, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, thank you. Thank my dad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So do you, which side do you live on?
1: I grew up on superior side for okay. about 20 some years. And then I moved over to the Minnesota side thereafter. So I've lived okay. in Minnesota longer now, but, uh, but grew up and uh, superior is my town.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's good. It's cause we see, There's so many green and gold stickers and that sort of stuff over here. And I always wonder is if you go to, you know, middle of Wisconsin somewhere, is there, is there any, you know, purple horns on the back of somebody's truck? And I, it just, I think they're probably not like they're. Yeah. yeah. It, I've it. seen
1: it. I've seen it to get, you know, I've been around all over Wisconsin, so I've seen it, but it's, yeah, it's
0: not like uh, it's pretty rare, <laughs> pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, no. Pretty rare. But I just call those fair weather fans. Like all of those green Bay we're going to see once the, the 30 year reign of MVP quarterbacks is done <laughs> in, in about two more days when, when, yeah. when their guy becomes a New York jet, uh, we're going to, we're going to see how, the Green Bay Packer faithful fair when they go into their 30 years of mediocrity. Um, <laughs> please, Lord. Yeah, please, Lord, exactly, exactly. Please don't let Jordan yeah. Love be good. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is your favorite subject in school? Like think way back 30 years ago when you were in high school, 33 years ago when you were in high school, What uh, what was your favorite subject? Accounting. Yeah, easily, math. Easily.
1: Yeah. Math, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my, my junior year, quick story, my junior year, I was in the varsity locker room. Uh, we had study hall, and I got a varsity locker room pass. I played uh basketball throughout throughout high school. And uh, so my best friend was cheating off of my other friend's French paper and it was running late. And he's like, Hey, do these journal entries for me. So I got this general ledger journal entry and I'm like rent expense (laughs) and I'm putting numbers here. I'm like, what the hell is this? And he goes accounting. And I go, Hmm, I might kind of like it. I I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I was writing it down, you know, and I'm like, God, I might like this. That's um, how you
0: got introduced to it.
1: Literally, literally, and then uh, my cousin across the street was going to Eau Claire for accounting, and I so I kind of put two and two together, I had no clue what it was. And um, two days later, you got to pick your classes for next year, and I said what? accounting, business, finance, I wanted to do, and I absolutely I was tutoring people a month into the class, and I just absolutely just loved it. And I became an accountant, and
0: the rest is history, I and mean, that is so <laughs> <yeah>. weird, isn't, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I love stories like that, Joe, because you can go back to a a specific moment in your life that 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 was the crossroads like that was like, had he not asked you to cheat for him, you're like, you never get introduced to that. I never would have, I never, never yes. would have, yep. yeah. never would have, which, which on the flip
1: side, you know, my oldest daughter is like a big bookworm and she just like, no way. She took accounting for like a week and dropped it and was afraid yes. to even tell me. And then my younger daughter, who just because of the softball, we just spent like so much time together. It was almost like, it, it was never like, it was like, you're going to be an accountant, but she just like, I'm going to take accounting in 11th grade. And absolutely, yeah. absolutely loved it. Absolutely. And so she will graduate, uh, with an accounting degree uh, from UMD and absolutely loves it too. So that's it's kind crazy. of a funny, funny thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah. Cheating has affected two lives now then. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Generational. This is, yeah. this is awesome. So in uh, the final question of the, your uh.com rapid fire questions is what is something that you do? That's weird by normal. I'm going to use air quotes, normal society rules. For example, I put ketchup on pizza. I know um, people it, are groaning right now. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's one thing everybody, everybody does. Uh, yeah. Probably my second one would be that it was I put ketchup on tacos and everybody's what? like, and I'm like, don't you like ketchup? And everyone that I've told to do it and they've actually tried it. I have so many people that come back to me 10 years later when I see them like, I still put ketchup on my tacos, you know, and it's like salsa, right?
0: Yeah, a, a <laughs> yeah right. Bit. A little yeah. bit, right? It's yeah. like
1: you know, it's like mild hot. It's like
0: I would try it, really I would, give it, world. So next I would time, give it a whirl. I would give it a whirl. So like just normal taco, meat, cheese, lettuce ketchup yep ketchup taco in a bag <laughs> you mix it up and oh man I, I, i'll give yep. it a whirl i'll give yep. that a whirl yeah yeah
1: yep. but as far as my biggest one that would be different than society is um I've always been a TV guy and my new house. I, I had a big TV room and designed my basement the way we, uh, well, I shouldn't say we bought the house. So I, but I, when I got there, I had a vision on what I want to do, but I have 13 TVs in my basement and I have uh, like the Buffalo wild wings, four 55 inch TVs. <laughs> I can watch four in- NCAA basketball games starting on Thursday yeah. at once, or I can hit a button and the whole screen's a hundred and. Oh, inch, that's wicked. Big cool. screen. Yeah. And then, so, and I got like 12 other TV, te- I got 12 TVs total. So, people that see that think i'm absolutely nuts (laughs)
0: that is that is uh that's not weird that's freaking badass what that is and so um okay so that's (laughs) the the your mth.com rapid fire questions the last segment and then we'll let you get going here joe is the rascal aluminum pay it forward questions this is one of my favorite things that i do on the show uh because it connects my last guest to you and you to my next guest and so um, and it's all all brought to you by Rascal Aluminum Racers, providing a service. There's so many racers that that have something that they provide to the racing community. Um, and and Abby and why um, uh, Adam are are doing a great job with aluminum. Like of all, I mean, it's probably the one thing that every car has in common that's on the racetrack is is we tear up some sheet metal from time to time. And right now it's it's rebuild time. And so give them find them on Facebook, rascalaluminum.com. It's a couple racers that are doing racer things, helping people build their race cars. And so find them. There's they are loaded to the gills, three separate locations with all every color of aluminum, every size that you need. Cool. Find them, find them, find them. So um my last guest was a, a guy that you're gonna know because you you're you're Joe from Gondic Law. And so you know every racer, um, but you certainly know Corey Merriworth definitely do. Yes. uh used to be a hornet guy was super fast in the in the number 27 hornet 2 years ago bumped up into the B mods he was my last guest and he wants to know what is what is the hours like on a on a normal week how many hours are dedicated to the speedway
1: oh let's see i mean during the winter um you know obviously it's not as much but uh like during the summer i would say 20 to 25, uh, you know, 20 to 25 for me. uh, And that's on top of
0: uh, owning another, Two businesses. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yep, yep. And then
1: you know, and then like you know, like my wife in the concession stand, I bet you she puts in 40. I literally 40 yeah. by the time you restock and do the whole works, and she likes to have her place like you know, it's the cleanest yeah. one of the cleanest places in dirt track history, I think, as far as like when there's <laughs> dust and things should be dirty, and she she's a nutcase. I tell her, I say you know, it's just gonna get dirty in a few you know, what are you doing? Yeah. But uh but yeah, we so. so between the two of us spend a lot of time, but probably about you know, 20 to 25 depending on yeah. the week. And as we have some of the specials and stuff where uh, you that get uh, the you know, it can be a good 40 hours pretty easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So I, and I suspected it was everybody that I know that is, that is a promoter is they're there. Like that you can't, you can't do it without being there. And so they're there putting in the time, putting in the effort, the energy, doing whatever it is that like, there's, it, it, you might be doing track prep. You might be mowing the grass. You might be helping your wife in the concession stand. You're up wiping seats off. You're making sure speakers work. There's a light problem last week. That's got to get fixed. <laughs> oh, there's some sponsors that want some tickets. All of them. That, that's you. Like it's your job, all of that. And so crazy, but yep. okay. So my next guest that you're going to ask the question to, this is the pay it forward part um, is a, is a gal. She's a photographer and I, I somehow we got connected on Facebook and I started following her and I thought, man, she needs to be on my show. And her name is crystal and I'm going to murder her last name. Ostinson. Um, crystal Austinson, It does uh, a okay photography. I think generally is at I 94 on, on Friday, Saturday nights, whenever they race, I think Friday night, same as you guys. Um, and so you probably don't know her cause she's, she's down there. But what would your what would your question for a budding superstar photographer be?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I I think it's probably the easiest question, but like what is the what is the coolest picture you've ever taken? Oh that's you know, a good question. You know, what what is the what's the best picture you've ever taken? And uh I just I remember uh Cole series days, Alex uh Dieters, who uh does work for XR right now, he was our photographer. And he was trying I, you know, and I still don't quite understand all of, all of what he was doing, but there's something where inside the back rim, he get that, he get that fire line. And it was impossible yeah. back then. It was impossible to get like, you saw it once in a while, but you never could get a picture of it. And one night he got it. And I, you know, you thought he won the damn lottery, <laughs> you know? So, so, so like all of us, we all, you know, we all smile and we all get super excited about something. very different things in life. Yeah. And, uh, and I just remember that like, that's the coolest picture i ever taken in my life, Joe. what are you talking about? you know you don't know what that is you know I'm like, no, I still don't really know what it is, but yeah, I uh, don't know what that but is. is but it yeah. is cool and it's it's you know it's got you know it's it's got this fire look is it from it, the from the rotor? It it must be it must be, but I think nowadays it happens a little more often because the, it seems or it seems like the you know the rotor brakes are going, glowing. They're, yeah. they're glowing. Yeah, back, back then there was some other glow, and uh, and, and and again I maybe I'm getting it wrong as where it is, but it's it's in the back rim, okay. and it's you know it's right where like say where the rotor brake you know the brakes would be, like, I yeah got be some combination of that. I will have to ask him now, but uh, but it was like I just remember
0: he was like this is the coolest thing I ever did in my life, you know. <laughs> there is there is like I always kind of back in pre-dirt track days you see those guys taking pictures and and like was that like what who cares like that's neat that you're taking pictures but then the older i get the more i i appreciate the art and the 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 skills and the knowledge like they're scouting the track just like a driver or a a, a promoter is scouting that track to know like they're going to come in they're going to be at this angle and if i stand right here i'm going to get a great you know three wide side by side picture they see it differently than than someone that's picking the line in the you know a driver that like okay i need to enter a little wider here and cut down low or whatever it is i i love the creativity that goes into a great photo and when they you know there's there's half a dozen or or maybe even more really great photographers that that are always at a racetrack on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, whenever the races are happening. And man, it's like when when you see them pop up on Facebook, you're like, that is just beautiful. Like they just captured it, you know? It
1: is. It is. And, and there's so many different things too. It's like I i love watching like JC, uh when he's yeah. in the world of outlaws and like just, you know, I you know, and I don't care about the, sometimes the two, three, you know, the three wide shots so much as I just love like how he can sit in a corner somewhere and take a picture over here of, you know, two Just a conversation guys. conversation, yeah. or whatever yeah. it might be. And just different things like that. And I like, we have David Hooker, guy's incredible at our, at our track and uh, of just like capturing you know moments. throwing to throw a camera inside of a car and here's the guy you know here's the face mask and things yeah. you didn't see we have Tom Crowe at our uh, at ours and he does a great job of just you know capturing the moments if you will yes. you know yeah. and then you know and then like uh, Alex when I met Alex the, he was the first guy I ever met that would take pictures and everyone's about you know usually is about quick exposure time, get it crystal clear. Hoosier tight, you know Hoosiers perfectly. Yeah. And he would all of a sudden be a long exposure and and moving the camera like what do you you know what's he doing? And then you see his pictures and the Hoosier is all white, you can't see it. Yeah. The, the background is 100% blurry. blurry. Yeah. And the, the car is crystal clear, and I'm like, how the heck did you do that? You know? And it is long exposure and and making sure a steady hand. Yeah, you're. you're pretty it's pretty, like, yeah. Yep. It's yeah. like how. Did, you know, so that whole artistic, you know, the artisticness of it is like, it's it's unreal to me. And I'm, and I like, I like, you know, I've always been a camera guy and I, I can't do that stuff, but it's, uh, I've always had a, you know, very much, um, been fond of people that really can capture that moment and say, here it is versus just
0: like snap,
1: snap. And, uh, that's exactly me.
0: I am, I am right there with you, Joe, that it's, I, I love photography. Can't do it to save my, it's like, you know jump in and swim across lake superior can't do it but it's the art like there's an appreciation i think for when you see it and it's done well kind of a thing JC is one of them crystal is another one that is that is i think i, I don't think it's her career i think it's her hobby um we're going to find out on the show next week but it is it's so much fun to see her pictures because they're they're like you say they're out of the ordinary it's a it's a guy sitting in staging maybe his eyes are shut looking into the helmet with the mask on and the shields up. And, and the guy had no idea the picture was even taken or, or, you know, looking into someone's eyes as they come around the corner kind of a thing. It's not, it's not your typical, I just, pictures are awesome. Like it yep, captures yep. the moment, you know? Yep. So yeah. I JT gotcha. did one that's on my, on this computer that we're, that we're recording this on and it's a, it's a late model, I, I would imagine he's probably in qualifying because it's a single late model this far from the wall. And there's a trail, like a, a, a cloud of dust kind of coming back, but he's all by himself. And, and, and JC captured the frame and the car is way over here. And the dust goes all the way. It's just, it's a great picture. Oh, I love yep, stuff yep. Like that. So, yep. but awesome. Well, awesome, I, yeah. I could not appreciate you taking the time to do this, Joe, more, at all. And so um, I've been wanting to have you on the, on the show for a long, long time, like literally like since show number 10. And I think your show number like one thirty. And so uh, it's, it's um, I, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show and saying yes, and um, have a, a fantastic vacation. And we'll, we'll definitely see you uh, on some Friday night or Hey, if you're not doing anything on Sundays, I know where there's a track that you're more than welcome to come up into the yep. announcers' booth. So yeah, uh, perfect. Uh, or, or if if I'm up there on a Friday night, I might come knock on your door and and stand behind you and watch some. Please do. So, yeah, please awesome.
1: do. No, so, please do. And thank you so much for having me. That's uh, you yeah, know, much appreciated. Also, and uh, your show is great. Keep up the
0: great work. I appreciate it, man. That is uh, Joe Steria on After <laughs> the Checkers. Everybody.